Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome, everyone, to the PFF Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, John Macri, fantasy analyst here at PFF. And I'm going solo today because for the first time on this show, we're bringing you some IDP content. Uh, but, 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 but for, before you turn it off, because, uh, you know, think if you think drafting individual defensive players is a bridge too far, just hear me out because this episode is going to kind of serve as a bit of an intro for IDP while also diving into the overall draft strategy for fantasy leagues that include IDPs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over my personal favorite settings and scoring for IDP leagues to try and balance the positions as best as possible. Uh, And if you're watching on the YouTubes, I'll share some images of what that looks like as well. Uh, You'll also get an idea of my IDP rankings and thought process behind why certain players and positions are ranked the way they are. Uh, And I promise you by the end of this episode, you will be ready for your IDP fantasy drafts and ready to dominate the 2023 season. I'm excited to get into it. But before we get into all that, I do want to mention that this episode is sponsored by the good people over at Fabric by Gerber Life. Fall is all about the back-to-school and back-to-routine checklist, and the most important task on that list should be securing your family's financial future, starting with life insurance. Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick, easy, and affordable to protect your family so you can get back to enjoying life. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Get your personalized quote in just minutes and then apply when it's convenient for you. It's all online and on your schedule. You can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash fantasy. That's meetfabric.com slash fantasy. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash fantasy. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. All right. Let's start this off with a quick rundown of the basics before we get into the draft strategy there there are plenty of different ways to run your IDP league and and none of them are wrong if you want to just start with choosing like one single IDP for your lineup requirements that's perfectly fine if you want to dive in head first with 53 man rosters and 32 team leagues with 11 starting IDPs or more all the power to you score them however you like either way 
The main thing is having fun with it. We all love football and fantasy football, so we're all looking to do, um, all we're looking to do here is add to that with uh, a bigger pool of NFL players to choose from and, and add to the weekly excitement. So starting with the basics here, when it comes to maybe like my preferred settings um, or lineup requirements specifically, and, and again, set the league up however you like um, and your league and however your league mates are comfortable with just to kind of get a feel for the format if you want. But what I would typically want is for the offensive and defensive players to have the same amount of starters. So in this case, I'll be looking at 10 offensive players, 10 defensive players, perfectly balanced as all things should be. This will be work. It'll work out to be about a 30 round draft. So longer, obviously than typical drafts, but Hey, drafting is the most fun part of the off season. So really we're just extending the fun here. If we're being honest. Um, for the sake of the breakdown of what those 10 offense and 10 IDPs look like, uh, and, and we we put that much because otherwise this whole exercise is kind of pointless. We'll, we'll, we won't really need a strategy otherwise. So we'll use 10 starters for each, uh, for both sides of the ball, which on offense means one quarterback, a minimum of two running backs, minimum of three wide receivers, minimum of one starting tight end as well, and then three flex spots. On the IDP side, we want two edge or defensive ends uh, minimum, a minimum of one defensive tackle, a minimum of three linebackers, and at least one cornerback and one safety with two IDP flex options, which can either be an additional DT, linebacker, cornerback, or safety. Um, For that flex spot, typically you'll want to you want that to be the linebacker since that's the position that generates the most tackles and tackles create the large majority of IDP production, no matter the scoring. But obviously depending on your options, you can still pivot to another position if needed. Um, Speaking of scoring, this is what we'll be looking to kind of create the most balanced scoring across all IDP positions. So most of the box score stats outside of tackles are going to be scored similarly across each position. But to get that balanced IDP scoring, we'll need to be able to adjust the tackle scoring by position, which is why MFL, my fantasy league, um, is a great platform to do just that. So if we look at uh, tackles for defensive linemen, we'll, we'll need those to be the highest of the positions if we can do that, since they typically generate the fewest amount of tackles. So putting them at two and a half for solos, 1.25 for assists, I find helps their value become more balanced. Um, we know linebackers generate the most tackles, so they'll have the lowest scoring output for tackles, which is still going to create high fantasy production. Not, It's not going to nerf them completely. So one and a half for solos, 0.75 for assists. Um, and then the defensive backs, so corners and safeties, we'll put those guys at two points for a solo and one point for an assist. Other than that, it's basically, it's four points for a sack, one additional point for a TFL, two points for a PBU and two points for a quarterback hit for those defensive linemen uh, and one for all the other positions so that we can give those high-end pass rushers the credit they deserve and and help them boost the sacks to to balance scoring as well. So if the scoring is done correctly, just looking at last year's totals inside the top 20 IEPs, for example, we'll see a nice even breakdown amongst the top defensive scorers. 
Um, and I have that up on the screen here for the YouTube crowd to show exactly what that looks like. And you can see that we have eight edge defenders, seven linebackers, three defensive backs, and two defensive tackles. A very nice balance within that top 20. And that continues outside of this range as well. Um, you know, sometimes you see leagues where it's like 18 linebackers in the top 20, and that's just not nearly as fun because the best players on the field, the Nick Bosa's, the Miles, Miles Garrett's, the Micah Parsons of the world aren't properly accounted for. So they become devalued, which isn't really what we want for balanced scoring since we want to properly value the best defensive players in the league as well. All right. With all that out of the way, we can kind of get into the rankings. Um, and, and, and kind of where to actually take these IDPs as we figure out how to value them among the offensive players of the league. Um, and for anyone that's listening that that wants a write-up of this, uh, I have my updated offense plus IDP draft strategy article for the website that should be out on Friday morning on pff.com. And that'll have the full scoring and lineup requirements, uh, all the updated rankings, uh, all included in there as well. So definitely check that out as well as a good reference point, because I know it could be hard to kind of keep track of all these, these numbers that I'm saying for scoring and stuff like that, um, just through audio. So we'll have that up on pff.com as well. All right, quickly, let's take one last ad break before we get into this. Uh, and this is from our friends at DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Changes come fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PFF. New customers can get can score $200 in bonus bets instantly, and they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, let's start our draft strategy now. And the main thing to keep in mind here is that in an offense plus IDP draft, it's going to start out almost exactly like any other draft you're doing um, as we want to attack the best players on offense first and build our team around those stars. So even though we have defensive players included now, we don't need to be taking these guys in the first three rounds of drafts, even though you may see some of your league mates do so. The important thing to remember is that defensive production can be much less stable year to year than offense. So we're really focusing on kind of the, the surefire offensive production early before it dries up because it will dry up quickly, whereas IDP... Um, it is very deep, and I can promise you, if you follow my rankings, you'll find plenty of value late in drafts, so do not panic if you see defensive players coming off the board earlier than expected. 
Um, there will be lots of opportunities to address these positions, uh, these IDP positions, once we get most of our offense figured out. So if you do want to go after IDP er, IDPs early, I'd say the absolute earliest I would suggest is near the end of the fourth round um, after you have at least three offensive starters locked in. And, and the only IDP position I'd addressed early is the edge position and only going after the top tier edge, rush, edge rushers first and foremost, especially in this balanced format. So my top at five edge defenders are Micah Parsons, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, and TJ Watt. So the argument for edge first here is that you want stability and reliability at the position. Um, and, and it's a position that relies heavily on sacks, right? So this all sacks, unfortunately, happen to be one of the most unstable stats to predict. So we're really betting on talent here and the stable metrics that actually lead to sacks. So things like PFF pass rush grade, pressure rate, win rate, playing time, of course. And those kind of give us the best starting point for a clear advantage at the position. So the other reason you want to go defensive line first here is because it's also the most difficult to replace in season. If you lose one of those starters early on, and I'll highlight this a little bit more just a bit, but um, they're a lot harder to find on the waiver wire uh, to, to replace them if something were to happen to your starters. So it's a position that isn't just relying on overall opportunity for fantasy production, like a linebacker and safety position, for example. The defensive line guys, we need talent as well, as these guys are going head-to-head -head with offensive linemen on every snap. So they need to be able to win those reps more often than not in order to score points. Um, where linebacker and defensive back, a lot of the time, tackles often just kind of happen to those positions as a result of being on the field. And we don't necessarily need the best players at those positions. We just need them to get the playing time, right? So um, we don't need to target the name value of linebacker or defensive back, for example. Playing time is going to be the, the main thing that we're looking for at that those positions. So if you're going to go after IDPs in the first six or seven rounds, definitely make it defensive linemen because we will be able to find plenty of linebackers later on um, and on the waiver wire every single week for similar production. Don't feel like you need to go after a Roquan Smith, Foye Aluakon, Nick Bolton early, especially with some strong offensive players still on the board when those guys likely start getting drafted. And especially if we can target some high-end defensive linemen still to make sure that position uh, is airtight before moving on to some of the other IDP positions. So by the time we've reached the end of the eighth round, you'll, you'll likely want to have at least one starting quarterback, anywhere from one to four running backs or two to four wide receivers. Uh, you could have one tight end. And, and depending on how hard you went after, after offense or not, we want to have at least one starting edge can be as many as two um, within these first eight rounds. Some people will have addressed linebacker right now or by now, but I, I wouldn't recommend it since trust me, there will be a ton of starting linebacker options available uh, still that can put up strong tackle production. And that that's all we're really looking for at the linebacker position. Anything on top of that is bonus. So as we head into these next few rounds after uh, those first eight that we just talked about, 
So let's say round nine to 12 here from the IDP side of things, especially in this preferred balanced format um, and, and lineup requirements that we talked about earlier, we, we want to try to grab a starting defensive tackle somewhere in this range, whether you're looking for Aaron Donald, Quinn and Williams, Javon Hargrave, any of those top options. I know it's not the sexiest position to draft, but I promise you will have you'll save yourself a ton of headache basically in season to have a quality stable starter there at what is typically a more volatile position where production is harder to come by. So there's some very good defensive tackle options this year, but they dry up pretty fast. So be sure to lock them up even before you go after your linebackers um, would be my main suggestion here. People will talk about like anchor linebackers, like trying to get one of the top guys and then filling it out rest uh, with with other um, guys off the waiver wire or whatever. You don't even need to do that. You you you'll you just need to find the guys that are going to have guaranteed playing time, and we'll we'll find that in spades as we get later in the draft. So go after the defensive tackle mixed in with maybe filling out your your offensive lineup, potentially another starting edge in these four rounds of round nine to 12 or so. And then we can worry about linebacker very soon. Um, Again, main thing, do not panic if linebackers are coming off the board quicker than you think. It just means you'll be able to load up on more valuable positions on offense and on the defensive line. If you're seeing more offensive value fall, Don't hesitate to attack it. I promise, again, follow my IDP rankings and tiers, which I'll have the updated versions of up on the website Thursday morning, and you'll still find some excellent value among IDPs later on to make up for that. So basically, continue to add talent and depth on the defensive line. That's going to be one of the most important things you can do in a balanced IDP draft, because if one of these guys goes down for any period of time, finding a truly like worthy replacement off the waiver wire or deeper into your bench is much more difficult. So I did actually put together a visual of this. You you could find it in the article um, that's coming out Friday morning, or you could look at it right here on the YouTube as well, which looks at kind of what happened when the top IDPs at each position missed time last season and what their immediate replacements were able to provide when they filled in. Because a lot of the time, if we lose a starter, we're looking for the next man up on the team, on the waiver wire, especially at linebacker and safety, but it happens along the defensive line as well. So in 2022, when a top scoring edge went down, so this is any combination of some of the top scorers who averaged maybe nearly 14 fantasy points per game, their immediate replacements that filled in for them combined for an average of just 6.8 fantasy points per game. So we're, we're taking a massive hit there in weekly production going from 14 to 6.8 Defensive tackle was very similar in the top scoring starters were averaging 12.5 fantasy points per game, but when they missed time, their backups only averaged seven points per game. And in neither case, edge or defensive tackle, did any of the backups actually outperform the starters that they replaced. So something to keep in mind there, again, mentioning how difficult it can be to find replacements off the waiver wire and why we want to maybe attack some of the better options early on in IDP drafts. When you compare that to linebacker, where, for example, you're only losing actually about three points per game on average from that position, but there's also more cases of the backups at the next man up that we pick up off the waiver wire actually having better games than the starters on occasion because, again, 
opportunity is the biggest thing. And, and a lot of the time that production will happen to them rather than them earning it. So again, just making a much easier case to replace in season. Uh, same thing at safety where we're only losing about two and a half points per game with replacements outperforming starters on a number of occasions there as well. So much easier to replace linebacker and defensive back on the waiver wire than it is defensive line is the the kind of lesson there basically. So again, extremely important to kind of keep this in mind when drafting, and it's a big reason to not panic and draft linebacker or safety early, because as long as you remain active on the waiver wire in season, you'll be able to fill those positions with capable options, no problem. Um, once we kind of get into rounds 13 to 18 here is, is where I'd say we can maybe now start attacking the linebacker position a bit more heavily even add a backup quarterback in there somewhere, other depth on offense. Um, but this is really like the linebacker sweet spot for me because at this point, we should have at least one quarterback, anywhere between two to five running backs or three to six wide receivers, however we preferred our, our offense build. But also we'd have at least a starting tight end, two quality edge options, um, and a potential for our DT1 in there as well. So with those positions loaded up, we can kind of turn our attention to linebacker and scoop up the remaining value to give us the necessary weekly fantasy production that we need for, for starting linebackers. And a lot of the time, we'll see IDP managers draft based on name value or previous year's production at the linebacker position, which, by the way, it, it, it is the wrong way to do it, okay? So so follow my ranks, and, and there should still be plenty of like my tier two and tier three linebackers available uh, in these rounds, rounds 13 to 18. You, you can check out pff.com for the full list, but essentially what we're looking for when ranking linebackers year to year or week to week uh, is first and foremost opportunity. Are they going to be every down linebackers? And there are still plenty in the NFL who are usually at least one per team, still a number of teams that deploy two full-time guys. So identify them first. And then because like I've mentioned multiple times already, production is more a product of the defense itself than the player. We want to target those zone heavy defenses that yield higher production for the position and avoid guys and maybe more man heavy schemes like a Detroit or a Minnesota, for example, but but also the guys who have historically been inefficient tacklers, regardless of defensive scheme and playing time, because that inefficiency has shown to be much more sticky than those who are overly efficient, basically. Um, so average tackle efficiency for linebackers is about 13%. So if we're seeing our linebackers dip lower than that consistently, then we can move on to potentially another option for our starting lineup. But my tier two and three linebackers consist of like 29 players. Almost all of them are expected to play every down roles or very close to it. So they aren't always the household names that we all know, but that's not what we're looking for here. We just want opportunity um, because that's king when it comes to tackle production. So through the first, uh, 18 rounds or so all of our offensive starting positions should be filled out as well as some of the backups uh, and for idps we'll want two maybe even three edge defenders edge defenders which sets us up nicely for the year as these are all likely to be very good players uh, if you're following along my rankings 
one to two defensive tackles, depending on league requirements. If it's DT required, like we're talking about for this, then you'll want one of those clear starters by now, whether it's Aaron Donald, Javon Hargrave, Quinnen Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, Christian Wilk, whoever. I have 12 of them in my top two tiers. So pick your favorite, lock them in every week. You will be good to go there. Um, at linebacker, depending on what you did for depth on offense. And again, if you're seeing value fall on offense, scoop that up first, but you can have anywhere between one to three linebackers by this point. Now, these next or this next five rounds or so, you know, really the large majority of these final rounds will spend on filling out the linebacker position with the best options available adding a few more depth pieces uh, along the defensive line, and then finally moving on uh, to safety and corner, because I beg of you, whatever you do, don't fall into the trap of drafting DB early. That is by far the deepest position in IDP and all of fantasy, really, because each NFL team is essentially starting at least two every down corners every week almost three for most of them. And every team deploys two every down safety. So there are a ton of these guys to target, you know, even though Jalen Petrie had uh, nearly 150 tackles last season and Legereus Sneed was far and away the best corner, DB production is incredibly unstable year to year, so do not chase last year's production at the position. Just wait until these final rounds, follow my rankings, you'll find guys to target as the best players available. So a lot of the time for safety and corner production, they can spike due to big plays like interceptions, but those are also incredibly unstable to rely on and, and can't be accurately predicted consistently. So we want to focus on tackles and tackle opportunities, uh, which means the first thing we want to look at is, after, obviously, the starting job is safeties who line up closer to the line of scrimmage and, and in the box that which yields a better tackle efficiency for the position. So um, even well over the average tackle efficiency for the position, which hovers around 9%, those box snap snaps yields closer to 11%, which over a full season makes a massive difference. Um, that's how my ranks are sorted by overall opportunity uh, and box opportunity first and foremost. But again, you, you don't have to go out and target Derwin James as much as I love him or, or Jalen Petrie. Um, their cost in drafts is way too high for a volatile position where there is a ton of turnover at the top of the fantasy point fantasy point leaderboards each season, each season there. So punting the safety and cornerback position until the very end is your best path, best path to success in IDP drafts. So that's kind of the gist of it. Just a very quick kind of um uh, overview and, and and strategy talk for for IDP leagues. I know a lot of people are drafting right now and don't necessarily always um, know when or where to value IDPs in offensive leagues. So uh, I, I hope you all find this helpful, getting some more insight into kind of how I approach every single IDP draft that I'm in, which has led to a lot of championships and success in many, many leagues. So I hope it does the same for you. Um, for anyone that wants the article version of this, you'll be able to find it on pff.com by the end of this week. It'll be up there Friday morning. If you have any questions about IDP or, or something I've talked about today or didn't talk about today or just want to talk IDP in general, shoot me a message on the Twitter at PFF underscore Macri. I'm always happy to help however I can. Uh, once the season starts, uh, I'll also have 
the weekly IDP fantasy report, which will include waiver wire targets, as well as snap breakdown and usage and notes on every single IDP for every single team, giving you everything you need with a focus on a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. So in my opinion, I I might be slightly biased. It is the be all and end all of IDP fantasy tools. So if you spend money on any IDP tool, make it this, I promise you will get everything you possibly need from it and more. You won't be disappointed. So Be on the lookout for that on pff.com every single week once the regular season kicks off. Um, For anyone that enjoyed this episode and enjoys IDP and wants more of this content in the podcast feed, then you're in luck because also in season, we'll have a weekly IDP preview episode dropping on Thursday mornings to get you ready for the week ahead. And I'll, I'll be joined by some of my favorite people in the IDP industry to help me break it all down every week. So Very much looking forward to that and very much looking forward to having somebody else to talk to so you don't have to just listen to me this entire time um, because I could feel my throat drying out as I go over all of this stuff. So I appreciate everybody listening. I, I hope you all enjoyed this. All my IDP rankings and tiers, as well as a ton of IDP-specific articles that I've written this offseason covering breakouts, bounce backs, values, all that stuff can be found on pff.com. So please check that out as well. Be sure to like and subscribe to the PFF Fantasy uh, YouTube channel. I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, And until next time, IDP out.